Hello and welcome to another episode of Mid Mitten Gaming. I am your host Jacob, and today I am joined by a good friend of myself and Jeff's, uh, Mr. Scott. Scott, go ahead and say hi. Howdy, howdy. Uh, Scott here is going to be um, just uh, co-hosting this episode as Jeff is currently out of country, just doing some different stuff. So. Um, he'll be joining me hopefully here in the next couple weeks but in the meantime um i am going to be doing our first non-pathfinder episode of the podcast since the new year um we uh definitely didn't intend for it to go that far we've just been having an awesome time doing curse of the crimson throne uh we hope you guys have enjoyed listening to that and um you know, I hope that everybody's been liking that. It, it takes a little bit of time to do the setup and stuff. Jeff's been doing a lot of that, so especially as the GM as well. So um, we really appreciate that, and we hope you guys are liking that. If not, tell us, and we'd love to cover more. But uh, in the meantime, I definitely wanted to um, touch on um, a new series I'm going to be doing here. Um, I'm going to be doing a, a three-part mini-series. I'm going to be calling it Bushido, question, question, question. Um, and it's basically just going to be going over um, the game Bushido by GCT uh, Studios. Uh, just kind of an introduction. Um, what I'm going to be doing is going to be interviewing uh, three separate players. These players are going to be new players that have either had only a demo game or maybe just a handful of games going to be asking them a series of different questions um, just so that you the listener can have a better understanding if you're looking into Bushido at all or you've been interested in it you can kind of find out what other new players experienced or what other new players you know what interests them and then as far as me um, I've had the awesome opportunity to kind of start doing um, demos and stuff for Bushido as part of their retainer program so you know, I want to be able to have a good grasp of what new players feel and what they want to experience and that kind of stuff as I'm running demos and explaining it. So that being said, let's go ahead and go into it. I'm going to give a um, brief introduction to Bushido the game, and then we are going to do a um, just get some information on Scott here. So, um, so Bushido is an Oriental fantasy tabletop miniature game, uh, battle for two players. Each player commands a force of no more than a handful of individuals. Uh, they are 32 millimeter metal miniatures. They're pretty awesome sculpts too. Uh, you, these forces meet on the battlefield and try to outwit, outmaneuver, outfight uh, the opposing force and fulfill their battle objective um, while denying the enemy theirs. This is directly from GCT's site. Um, if you've played tabletop miniature games before, Bushido is uh, categorized as a skirmish or fantasy skirmish game. Uh, skirmish games in the UK are kind of a little bit different than skirmish games in the US. I feel like um, scale and sometimes can vary, but for the most part, this is a very low model count game. Um, it's very great if you're looking for a small uh, play area too, as it's played on a two by two or two foot by two foot area. So that's great for me, especially not having an actual gaming table. I'm just able to slam down a two by two uh, thing that I made and pretty much play wherever I need to go. So that being said, uh, we'll get back into that a little bit more, but uh, Scott, I've been doing all the talking here, so let's go ahead. Um, so go ahead and introduce yourself um, and tell me about your tabletop and wargaming history so far. All right. Yeah, I'm Scott. Um, I've been a pretty good buddy with you and Jeff for, what, like five years now, I think? Yeah. 
And um, yeah, I uh, I originally started playing like miniatures in general back in college. Um, <clears throat> I think I originally started with uh, D and D three point five, and coming from no miniature experience whatsoever, I picked it up pretty pretty fast. So. I started playing that for a couple of years, and then that's uh, sort of around the same time that Paizo had bought uh, bought the rights to it. So they uh, made Pathfinder, and I had been playing Pathfinder, and I'm still I still play Pathfinder. But uh, that was pretty much my first introduction to any kind of miniature uh, game in general. But uh, as soon as I joined with you guys, um, being the uh, very peer pressured group that you are, I. Uh, <laughs> Picked up uh, Free Blades for probably my first actual skirmish game ever is Free Blades, and uh, I mean that was that was so much fun just beating Jeff with trillions on the first demo game. So uh, nothing can go wrong with that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, picked up that, and you know now I'm you know invested in that. So that's uh, that's probably a good thing because it's fun and uh, I enjoy playing it for sure. Um, I had played a couple of war games with Jeff, uh, Bolt Action, and uh, I think uh, I want to say Chain of Command is the other one. But uh, I had a lot of fun with that. Is I, it the I, Two uh, Fat Lardies one, or I think so. I'm not quite sure. Um, we just played one game one night, and uh, I, it was pretty interesting. I I've, I've always liked World War II stuff. Like I'm a I'm a pretty big buff when it comes to like World War and history and all that. And I was always fascinated with technology and like uh all engineering and all these different things so being a, a kind of a history enthusiast i was always been attracted to world war ii stuff but i never actually got into the miniature parts of that which uh is probably a shame yeah i definitely feel like there's some really cool things out there especially for the history buffs i've uh, i've been looking at blood and plunder recently um just because i i enjoy that era of history with the just the pirate pirating and all that kind of stuff but i'm not i'm not a buff by any means but i, I definitely enjoy it like uh if you told me something about a tank i'd probably be like hey i know what tank you're talking about if you're like oh uh, this squad of ss german troops and all of that i wouldn't have a clue what you're talking about i'd if i probably build a squad with 13 mgs on it and i'd just run it yeah for a particular group Scott in particular, he brings up good memories, but <laughs> uh, him and Jeff and another buddy of ours, uh, Ian, who does an awesome podcast on Wild West Exodus, Michigan Marshals, um, a little plug there, but um, they um, they get talking about tanks and stuff sometimes, and it just phew, way over yeah. my head. Yeah. I know the name of it, I know what you're talking about, but then it goes over my head and I'm lost. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and start getting into the actual series here. Uh, so again, I'm, I'm asking these questions as just a way to um, better help myself as, when I'm giving out demos and stuff so I can kind of have an understanding for those new players. And then as a new player, I hope you're listening to this or even as an old player um, and, you know, you can kind of re maybe rekindle what, you know, ignited that first uh not romance, I guess would be the word, but interest into uh, Bushido when you first started playing or, you know, as a new player, um, being able to maybe get rid of some of those fears or apprehensions or just um, give you some good general information. So with that, um, we'll go ahead and get into it. So with uh, with Bushido, um, I think it was 
at uh, WingCon, which is our unofficial con, um, friend con, yeah. that you got introduced to it. Is that right, Scott, about two years ago? Yep, yep. That was definitely at WingCon. Um, that was the first time I think I've actually seen the game and seen like what pieces go into it. And I was like, ooh, that's fascinating. Definitely. And um, I think it was me and Jeff that had brought that to you guys. We uh, Personally, I got interested in it, uh, into it at Adepticon 2019, right before the, uh, the Rona hit. I, um, I saw somebody playing, at, I think it was a prefecture group, and they had the prefecture's dragon on the field and then just this kind of oriental-looking tabletop. And, man, it just looked amazing. I don't know who you are that was playing in 2019 at Adepticon, but thank you because just the tables looked awesome. So it just interested me immediately to the game. I asked a buddy because I was in another tournament. I think it was Freeblades. I said, hey, what's that game? He was like, I think it's Bushido, but, I, you know, he wasn't sure. Unfortunately, I did not get to do a demo then, but... Um, I did end up later picking up a starter set with my buddy Jeff, and we kind of taught ourselves the game and kind of played with our friends since then. So I do remember that Michigan GT, we were walking around and we had seen them, and they asked us if we wanted to play a demo. And uh, we were just between breaks of rounds and free blades, so we're like, oh, we don't have time, but we'll try to check it out. And then we just never went back, but it did look very interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess that's a good segue. So what interested you about the game at first glance, then, Scott? I like the uh, I like the Oriental part of it. I mean, I'm always in the, you know, you could say I'm just more of a Japanese weeb type of character, as they call it now, all the hipsters. But uh, I like, uh, you know, Samurai. Um, you know, The Last Samurai is probably one of my favorite movies. Um, the whole uh, Kota Bushido and just the the historical part of it all is just fascinating. So when they, when I seen a tabletop game that introduced all of these and then it threw in a little bit of magic and stuff, it, it piqued my interest for sure. Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd say I agree. The, I think the thing that interested me the most was the, um, the mix of fantasy with the Oriental. So it had some of the Oriental culture in there, but it also had some of their fantasy culture, which was really cool. Um, so, that being said, how did you feel going into your first game or slash demo? Um, you know, just kind of the general feelings. Was it overwhelming or were you kind of excited? What kind of things did that person do that kind of helped you? Well, at first glance, it does look overwhelming. But, um, you know, it's small model count. I think, like, the most you have out there is eight. And that just depends on which which uh, faction you have. But, um yeah, you know, you have, you have all the tokens, you have the stat cards, you have all the models. But, uh, you know, I was excited to play for sure because the models look amazing. So I, I definitely wanted to get in on that. So, uh, you know, just picking up the first game and uh, starting to play it, it, I picked it up fairly quickly. I was actually surprised that I was able to remember as much as I did between playing it at WingCon and then playing it uh, recently with you guys. Yeah, definitely. I... I, I kind of get that too sometimes when I run people through the game. It feels like a lot at first, but um, the way they've laid it out mechanically, I feel they do pretty well, especially with it being just a D6 system. You're just like, always the dice you're going to be picking up, D6. The dice system for sure. It's it's super simple, and it's just like, does my number beat your number? Oh, okay. All right, so... um. 
After your first game, what stood out the most to you, Scott, or what excited you the most about the game? What kind of mechanics or uh, those kind of things? I uh, I like the dice system for sure. Um, being able to uh, run into a combat and in having uh, not knowing exactly how many dice your opponent is throwing back at you um, for the attack and defense dice. The unpredictability, it just kind of reminds me of, you know, playing war with a deck of cards against somebody. It just, uh, you just throw in what you have. And then uh, I don't quite remember if the, uh, if the attack abilities, like push attack and all that, were also hidden. Um, I think that definitely plays into a, a little bit of the strategy, knowing when to use those abilities. So it's kind of, kind of fun there in uh, being able to, um, you know, trick your opponent by saying you're going to do something and then completely flip it out on them without, you know, at the last second. Yeah, so they are um, hidden. So there's some hidden information in the game. Whenever you're allocating dice and stuff, you get to know how many, um, what dice pool your opponent has. So if they have four dice or if they boost it with their key, those kind of things. But um, as far as what cards they're using or, what, and you, like you mentioned, special attacks, like push attack, those kind of things, uh, you actually, that's all hidden information. So it's kind of fun. Um, you can bluff your opponent. There actually is a bluff card in the special deck. Uh, you know, you both get to reveal that um, at the same time. But it, it's kind of um, it's kind of fun, like you said, when you can turn it on their head and potentially push them away or sidestep defense or all this kind of stuff. Um, so with that, uh, what would you say to somebody else that's looking into the game? I would definitely uh, definitely give it a try. Um, just pick a faction that looks cool, because that's pretty much what I did. I chose the Minimoto because of all the uh, the Tetsubo Kanabo weapons that they had, and I was like, ooh, big armored samurai guys with a big stick. So I definitely I just went in and picked them just because they looked cool, and then uh, you know I learned how they played as as you looked at the cards and read them, and uh, pretty pretty simple. Yeah. Definitely. That, that's, that's definitely good advice. I, I think that goes with any skirmish game. It's always like, um, you know, you can kind of look at strategies and stuff and break down the factions, but uh, rule of cool is kind of what everyone will go back to when they're telling you, you know, what to play. I picked Edo because <clears throat> some of the heavy men, the snake guys are a little bit odd to me, but uh, all the sculpts still look great. And then I really liked the just aesthetic of the samurai with the poison and, you know, all that it just is really cool to me so it's kind of what i picked as my first and then i picked the mafia dudes basically uh, with the silver moon the um, yakuza type dudes so it's kind of i think uh one of the other reasons i went for minimoto is i think jeff was explaining to me kind of what their strategy was and he's like oh these two guys are uh, blacksmiths if you have one in your in your party here you can give like quote unquote a magic weapon to one of these guys and i'm like oh that's like the coolest thing ever i get to buff my buff whatever model i want to give this item to yeah that is really one really cool mechanic of them for sure i uh, i enjoy the minamoto a lot especially their aesthetic like you said the tetsuos are are really cool especially that their starter box the guy i forget his name but with the giant tetsubo in the mask yeah, and they're heavy armor too which is uh you know one of the things that most of the other factions don't have is models with a lot of armor on them yeah, they, I want to say they're the heaviest armored in the game. I don't, I think so. 
Um, Ryu probably is close to that with their samurai as well, but um, they're they're pretty beefy, that's for sure, especially with the bear stands alone, like you talked about. Or in, in fact, that the fact that the Minimoto actually have a bear wearing armor as a model, so. Yeah, definitely. I was actually listening to some awesome uh, other Bushido podcasts like uh, Robot Dice Explosion and Bushido Cast. Um, those guys do a good job explaining that, but I was listening to one of them, and uh, I found out that bears cannot put themselves, and I kind of knew this, but they cannot put themselves, like do a simple action to uh, make themselves not on fire. So catch a bear on fire if you ever want into one. That's, that's the how to take care of it in Minamoto. <laughs> Which is funny because I think they uh, they give a lot of fire weapons to to the other Minamoto people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what's. It is kind of funny that way. There's a there's a couple other ones too. They were saying, and I may be misquoting here or may, misremembering. I apologize. You know, I'm uh, pretty decent with the rules, but I can always learn more. I have you know probably ten fifteen games under my belt, and then I kind of keep going and you know, read the rule book, and you always. You're always learning something new, thankfully. Especially like with uh, what Scott said earlier, you know, sometimes I just don't know what a faction does or a new mechanic, you know. But, awesome. Well, and um, the final question I have for you, Scott, is would you play Bushido again? Which I kind of already know the answer, but we'll go ahead and ask that. <laughs> I would definitely play Bushido again. Um, yeah, ever since going to the uh, local game shop with you, uh, picking up the Minamoto starter and the uh, Chiho starter, the Open Rebellion uh, theme pack. There, I'm definitely excited to give them a, give them a try there. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for when we get to play here again soon. Um, I will hopefully be doing a demo day at our local game store. Um, unfortunately, not the same one Scott was talking about, but uh, Next Level Espresso. They're located in Alma, Michigan. Um, should be doing that uh, end of July. I'm working with the shop owners there, and um, I'm gonna possibly do, you know, like a, a model that I'm gonna just kind of do a random giveaway for those who do the the demo that day. So if you get a chance, come on out. Uh, we're gonna post that on the uh, Midmitten Gaming Facebook as well as my personal Facebook, and then um, I believe that Next Level too. They said as long as they're getting enough heads up that they will advertise it as well. So uh it's coming into july um i'm expecting a child which you may have heard some of them in the recordings here <laughs> but i'm expecting another one so uh at the end of this month so it's going to be into july before i'm able to do anything like that but i'm very excited about it um it's going to be my first official demo day i've done small demos for my friends but this will be kind of like a generic one and um hopefully scott will be able to make it and a lot of my other buddies and just kind of have a good gaming and demo day and just get some good games in for sure. So, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely come out and check that. Um, I'm gonna have to, uh, you know, motivate myself to make some more tr uh, train tables for you there because uh, something. It's so that's another thing that I like about it is that it's a two foot by two foot playing area, and you could literally play it anywhere. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of which, I, I kind of forgot to touch base on that. So normally in this podcast, we kind of go over hobby progress. So what's some stuff that you've been working on recently, Scott? Well, I just finished up my uh, my Freeblade Spring model exchange, uh, Secret Santa model. So I've got to ship that out sometime soon. Um, 
got that all painted up, ready to go. And then uh, I did do one of my Bushido models. Um, it actually took a little bit longer than I thought it would, so uh, it ended up eating most of my paint time, but uh, definitely going to work on those for sure. But uh, as it comes to Bushido there, I'm, I'm looking to print some more stuff with the old 3D printer there and get some tables set up and uh, start playing along with those. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited too. That's what I've been mostly working on. Um, I'm painting up my Minamoto starter. Um, I have a Minamoto starter for demos as well as an Ito. Got a, a couple other factions, but those are my just kind of generic demo ones. But um, I've been working on terrain a lot. I picked up some of that TT Combat uh, modular terrain. Um, Scott was with me the last time I went and got it, but they have some really cool. It's their Eastern European or Eastern Empire, sorry, Eastern Empire set, and they have some really good MDF for Oriental type theme stuff. Yeah, it's perfect size for Bushido for sure. Yeah, and I also picked up a, a two by two mat. So I built one myself, but I also picked up one. It's from Matt. Matt's by Mars. I think he's U.S. based, but um, he does some pretty good work. It's kind of some like banner type material, but it's a really cool like beach scene. Very excited to play on it. Just it looks just looks good. It just you see it and you're like, wow, that just makes me happy. It's a beach. I love looking at beaches. <laughs> but all right, well, thank you all for joining us and listening in. I uh, hope you enjoyed this. Uh, it's definitely a lot shorter than uh, our normal ones lately, especially with Curse of the Crimson Throne. But again, I hope you'll be able to tune in and listen to our next couple ones coming up. Uh, just learning more about Bushido and what new players experience. Just and again, if you have any interest in the game or anything like that, feel free to ask questions on the um, Midmitten Gaming um, podcast Facebook page uh, in the comments below where they post this. Um, and I just hope you enjoy gaming and um, continue to enjoy, yeah, just everything <laughs> life. So again, have a good one. Uh, you have a good night and or a good day wherever you're at, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.